Hi, I'm Georgia and I work at Love Yourself Beauty LYB Lashes in Melbourne all the way in Australia and I'm today's guest announcer. You can find me on Instagram at LYB Lashes. Cue the music. industry where most of us spend the majority of our time working alone in a room, we wanted to create a podcast where you can learn, be encouraged and find a connection with other lash and beauty professionals. This is Lashcast Podcast and here's your host, Paul Lubbers. Coming to you from the City of Roses, this is the broadcast by lash professionals and for lash professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today we are going to do a little roundtable discussion where me, Erica and Tusney talk about Mistakes we think that you guys are making out there. We watch, we observe, we listen, and we think some of you out there are making a few mistakes. Now, this is all just observation. This is just our opinion. You can just ignore it if you want. No problem. Or in fact, better, if you think we're totally wrong, please get back to us. Let us know how we can just go pound sand. Tell us what we don't know. We need, we're open to learning. We're open to correction. But in our opinion, these are just a few things that we think you guys out there, not all of you by any means, but some of you are making some mistakes that are hurting your business. So we're here in a loving way to share how you can change those things, hopefully. Okay, before we get into that, though, real quick, a couple announcements. As you know, LashCon is coming up fast. It's less than 50 days from now. We are super excited about it. If you haven't heard about it, please go to LashCon.com. You'll learn all about there or go to our Instagram. You can read up about it. It's going to be the biggest gathering of Lash Professionals ever, and it's going to be a great chance to network, and more importantly, a great place to learn how to get control of your business. Maybe you're a great Lash Stylist, but maybe you don't really know how to do the business side because no one ever taught you, right? Well, that's what LashCon is here for. We're here to help you level up and grow in your business. Next thing, we also are looking for guest announcers, as you know. So, hey, we're almost all out, guys. We need some more of you to go on, record the, it's in the show notes, the script that's there, record it and send it to us at paul at lashcast.com. That's a new email. You can still send the Integrity Lash, but Integrity Lash is gone. So paul at lashcastpodcast.com, that is. The next thing we need from you is we'd like to get you guys to submit us audio questions. What I mean by that is just record a question that you have and then send it to us. You can do a video, you can do audio, and then email it again to paul at lashcastpodcast.com. And then we, at the end of every show, we hope to have one question that we can always answer. And this is a chance for you to be part of the show in some way and get your voice out there. And you can promote yourself, say your name, your, you know, your Instagram, and so forth. And then we'll answer your question as best as we can. And it can be about anything. It can be about root beer. It can be about lashes. It can be about my, my lack of hair. It doesn't matter. Just come on, ask that question, and we will answer it. And that's all for our announcements. Now let's get into the next section where Tusney, Erica, and I sit down and talk about everything that you're doing wrong with your business. We are here with our awesome twosome of Erica and Tusney. We are hanging out on a beautiful August day doing a podcast literally about less about two months out from LashCon. So it's coming real quick. How are you two guys doing? We're great. I'm a little I'm a little <laughs> Tuss I'm a is little really short tired on the today. energy today, but yeah, I'm low, here. Low energy for mm-hmm. Tuss. I'm good. I'm like, you know, thinking of 50 million things at the same time in my mind these days. As a business owner now, yeah. right? You got a lot to do, so right? So many things. 
It's all good. But cool. By the way, hopefully you guys, if you, I think this episode will come out um, either before or after. We are doing an episode with Erica. And that hopefully that, in fact, I know this will probably come up before. You'll get to hear Erica and her journey into that. So something's a little yeah. preview in the future. Yeah. So good Let's episode. See. Dive in deep. deep. Yeah. We that, dive in deep with Erica. Yeah. <laughs> we can do a whole section on dive in deep with Erica. <laughs> and then you hear like a pool splash. Like just hard pass. <laughs> a hard pass. Hard pass. Like, that's not my image I want. That's not, no. no. It's not going to work. Okay. That's my episode. And we'll go dive deep with Paul. Anyhow, we right now want to talk about something that we're thankful for before we get into today's mm-hmm. episode. That's so I said I'd go first. You go. And I am super thrilled. To, I am so thankful for this one appliance that I use every <laughs> single day. I use it every single day. Your toothbrush? No, yeah. my toothbrush. No, I bet Paul's thankful it's, for it's, that. Uh, yes. Yeah, yes. yes. It's, Thank it's you. a kitchen appliance. <laughs> oh, it is a super toaster. kitchen appliance. No, to, It's not a toaster. It is a super duper Blendtec blender. Ooh. Yes. It's kind of like a Vitamix. Okay, so this isn't, this isn't your your average um, blender that we're talking about. Like, when I grew up, my mother was always into uh, kitchen gadgets and things like that, but we had an Oster. Yeah. It was an Osterizer. And at the time, it was top of the line, and she loved it because, you know, you could technically make, you know, peanut butter in it, although we never did. Um, but you had that in your back I did pocket. Have, I did have it. But the thing is, is that you put, like, ice in it. You put big chunks in it, and it would mostly blend it, but at the very end, it would, you know, at the you end, that it would be ball like a the ball bottom, right? of, yeah. like, ice or a, a yeah. chunk of something, right? And then you get your straw, and you'd be sucking it up, oh, and, be and like then the ball gritty, gets stuck in that right? ball, right, in your straw. Right. Oh, I remember those days. So, Horrible. So <laughs> I got a Blendtec. Now, these guys are super expensive, like over $500. So yeah, if you are refurbished. a bargain kind of shopper like I am, you want to look for a refur- refurbished one. And the actual company itself will sell their own refurbished ones yeah. with the warranty. And they're even available on Amazon. So I think we paid like two forty or something yeah. like that for our uh, Blendtec with the wild side jar, which is the kind of... Uh, 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 pitcher kind oh, of thing that okay. it is, so. and um, it's wonderful because it will make it will it will grind um, plants like we, we we I do a green smoothie every day, and um, it it grinds up all those plant particles so that they are smooth like a smoothie should be instead yeah. of grainy and rocky. And I'm thankful because at least you drink it now. Yes. So you yeah. should um, have a discount code for that because I think you just sold everything. Yeah. Oh my it goodness. is so good. <laughs> it really, just, by the way, if you go to their website, they have I don't know if they're making them still, but for the longest time they were doing Can You Blend It? It was a oh YouTube yeah, channel. Can you blend it? And they like, would blend like a, anything. A cell phone or a concrete block. One they did of them an was iPhone a, was, was our skeleton. number one. That's what I love. It wasn't actually a real skeleton because I was actually disappointed. But they 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 blended a Fake skeleton. Okay, good. <laughs> it's, it's like this. These There's nothing they don't blend. There's take, nothing they don't oh blend. Oh my gosh, they're just, you know. So I, I told my mom she she had to get one, so she got it, and she's like, "Oh, I think there's something wrong with it. It sounds like a jet engine." I said, "No, yes. mom, that's just the way it's supposed to sound." Yes. So cool. Yeah, anyway, so, so that's it. That's a good thing. That is a and good thing. Be thankful and and thanks to Better Health for you. Yeah, and, you helping know, me with the anti-cancer. That's mm-hmm. all good. Anti-cancer shakes. Yes, so. they are anti-cancer shakes. So yes. how about you, Erica? Have you figured out your thing you're thankful for? Um, I don't have much that I'm thankful for. Oh, oh no. <laughs> You've arrived. You finally have arrived at that arrived? cynical state of a business <laughs> owner. Yeah. <I'm laughs> Nothing. Good. Nothing's good. Yeah. I just... Nothing to be thankful for. Awesome. <laughs> no. Um, 
this week, I try to, when we do these, because it can feel like, I don't know. It can feel a little cheesy sometimes. So when we do these, I'm trying to think of things that are like relevant to me that week or that day. But the best one popped into my mind, and I feel like a lot of people can relate, and that is... What is it, precious? Um, what is it, precious? <laughs> Packages arriving ah, in the mail. Yes. yes. So yes, specifically yes, yes. like Amazon Prime or yep. FabFitFun boxes. Uh, I haven't gotten my, what what season are we in? Summer. I haven't gotten my <laughs> summer box yet. But Dear Lash Love. Oh I know gosh. you get oh, yeah, her I stuff. Get, yeah. Yep. I get Dear Lash Love subscription tea. I'm wearing one stuff. right now. I know, not only that, but it's also on the back of your phone. Oh, it is. I have yeah. a little logo on there. A little logo. I, I think that's the thing that I go to the front desk and I'm all like, oh, there's a package. Know, and it's always for Erica. <laughs> My heart dies a little bit inside when I see yeah. Ross in there. I'm Don't like, let oh, Peter man. hear that. Yeah. He doesn't know about all these packages come coming here. Second, yeah, because right? they, they come here, not to the <laughs> house. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, we're the, her shipping department now. We just sit here all day, take packages for well, Erica. Well, it's great because you know that it's all, you know, it's safe. Right? Yeah, you know, not so going to get sold. That's why yeah. I bet a lot of people that happens with them where you have to end up getting a PO box or what I don't yeah. know an Amazon locker or whatever because for us our building it's locked so anybody besides USPS can't get in so it gets stuck in the front where people can take no, it. No, they give you well they give you their like sorry oh, we missed you yeah. oh forget that forget, no. yeah, and, and then, you gotta go all the way back to the to, no, you have to go to the that. post office or to go to the place who's time then, for that no no one's time for that nope. No, forget it. Cool. Well, for me, what am I thankful for? That's the question what, I what was just wondering. What are you thankful for, Precious? <laughs> I had it, and then it's gone. It's just left me. I don't oh, remember no, no, right well, now. I'll tell you what you're thankful for. Oh, you are? Yes. Okay. You are thankful for Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> That's so lame. Well, Lord we, of the Rings? We I'm had like, a Lord of the Rings marathon. We did. We literally it, watched 12 hours of Lord of the Rings the last, a week ago. No, you got the last thankful one... Tuss said that you were thankful for the pig. So you, which is your pug. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's yes. right. So you have to think of your own. Yeah, okay. okay I got to think of my own. You can take that one back. <laughs> all right. I'm not thankful for Lord of the Rings. I was, I was going to say, I think what, oh, I know. I, what's really been kind of cool is the community of people that we've really gotten to be connected to through Instagram. So yeah. I'm just thankful for just all the support and connections and friends that we're making just by DMing people, responding mm-hmm. to their, their, their posts, then responding to our posts. It's kind of like you, there's this bigger, greater community, mm-hmm. and we got to hang out with some of them at IBS, and now even more excited that we get to hang out with them again in two months at LashCon. So it's not so meant fun. to be a promotion for LashCon, <laughs> but it kind of is, because it's, I've gotten to spend so much time seeing people you know, have babies, announce baby announcements, people announcing business product deals launches. or product Birthdays. launches. Birthdays. It's so yeah. true. It's almost like a virtual yearbook that you yeah. sign all your, your <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean though you're like, checking in every day on the update in your yearbook yeah so. at least for me I like I just feel like I love on all of my lash community friends on yeah. Instagram where I'm like commenting you know things that I love about what they're posting and yeah. the DMs are the same and it but it does feel like I'm signing the yearbook <laughs> like I love <laughs> you and chemistry I hope you have a great keep in touch see you next forever. year yes. yes hopefully yes. we can hang out over the summer and then it never happens yeah yeah <laughs> well, it should be hopefully I'll see you at LashCon <laughs> yeah like, well, uh, I, I have to say that you um you're kind of like a girl like this. Like you I know. love <laughs> talking on the phone. You love chit chatting with people. You're like, you, you, you stay up on it. Like you're like on the phone, like, like right before we go to bed, like all the time, like yeah. on the phone. And it's like, 
Well, I remember like just even when we were dating, it's like you just always wanted to be on the phone. Like even I your best guy you. friends, you're like girls. You Social butterfly. Exactly. Yeah. Even more than No, me. I would want to call Tuss on the oh, phone and say, Hey, let's talk. And she'd like, she'd go, Okay, I can only talk for like five minutes before I can't stand talking anymore. She'd be like, and I'd be like, hey, so da 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 da. I, like, I gotta go now. I gotta go. <laughs> She'd be like, and so I just realized I don't call Tuss on the phone. I have to see her. Mm-hmm. All right. So today's episode, we are gonna talk about just common mistakes that we see lash stylists making out there. And we're we're really we have a list of a bunch of things. We're not gonna go through them all, but we're gonna just hit a few and uh, see how far it takes us. And uh, so, any one of you guys want to jump in? What you see is a common mistake that you see i know i have mine i'm ready to go but if you guys want to jump in first i'll let you go <laughs> silence what if i just steal yours? Yeah. you can't you can't steal, you can't steal mine no nope, that's it. mine <laughs> you should go first you want me to go yeah. first okay okay because i like i really like i one. think i just just hit me today because mm. it's something that it's always bothered me but i didn't know why i didn't have like a real argument to say oh you shouldn't do that it's stupid and that's the post when people, and hey, if you've done this, no offense, you probably now you thought what you're really communicating. So this is not yeah. meant to knock anyone who's saying this. I'm just going to hopefully enlighten you and make you see it a little bit differently and realize, oh, wow, I never thought of that. So, and actually, this is going to be what? good for you. Maybe what? we did this ourselves at one point in the very beginning. Who knows? If you've been there, there's no shame. There's okay? no shame. There's not meant to be a shame episode. It's more like, hey, we're here as your friend to encourage to you and encourage help you, you rise up and do better, it's right? It's a light bulb episode. Yes, there light we go. Bulb. And we'll just do a little light or sound there. Yeah. Ding. Kind of like the mega podcast that I did. <laughs> That's right. I love the mega podcast. <laughs> I'm going yes. to change that just for, for, just for fun. Okay. Yes, the first thing is this. When people post on their Instagram, not taking any new clients or not taking new clients. And I get it. It sounds really cool to finally post that. And I bet you there are a lot of people right now who are in there thinking one day that's one of my goals. I just want to be able to post not taking new clients mm-hmm. because it sounds so like I'm busy. Like you've yeah. arrived. I've arrived. I'm at the top of my game. I don't need new clients. I don't need to pander to anyone. I am the boss. Here's the problem. This is what I'm going to help you get a paradigm shift here. I Hopefully. If you're posting not taking new clients, I believe you're not charging enough. Tell us. Basically, this is it. You should always be taking new clients because basically when you get to that point where your schedule's full, that's a signal that's time to raise your prices or hire someone onto your staff. If your schedule's really full, that means your productivity is very high. Yeah. Probably over 90%. Yeah, over 90%. Right? If you followed us and we talked about productivity, yeah, you want to be, once you hit that 90% productivity, it means 90% of all your hours are regularly booked every month and you can track that. Like then, if you don't have any, if somebody calls you that day and says, I'd like to come in for a new set and you don't have any space for like three or four days. I mean, that's or even weeks, or even, even weeks, right? That's a good sign that your productivity is very high, which is a trigger that you need to, yeah. um, you need to think about raising your prices. So if you're posting on there, not taking new clients and they ching, ching, I finally arrived. I'm the boss. Well, here's the bad news is that you're just not charging enough. That's you really need to see that as a bad, that's a reflection on you and saying you're either, you know, you you're need not to charging what you're worth. Yeah. You're charging, you're worth more. If you're booked out for a month or two months or three months, I like Erica's booked out for at least a month or two. I know Tessa's booked out for a long time too. We're actually, I know with Tessa, we're talking about raising our prices start January. As long as things continue this way, we're going to go ahead and do it again because I'd rather do that than say, we're not taking new clients right. and then you'll lose some clients 
And then the new clients will pay the higher price, and guess what? You'll make more money and probably work a little less. And it'll, yeah, it'll feel really great to be charging a higher price and then not working quite as much for yeah. a little while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take it a little slower maybe while you rebuild, get that new clientele higher level, and boom, now you're making more money. And you that way you never put on your Instagram, not taking new clients. As soon as you get, by, I'd say about three months where you see that stable or you're just booked, 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 and you get through the, maybe you get through August, which tends to be sometimes be slow, or January. Know what? Go for it. Time to raise your prices, lose a few clients. By the way, we rose our, we raised our price, rose, we raised our prices in two years, four times. And we didn't almost lose anyone. We actually doubled our pricing during that time. And so I know a lot of you out there are probably scared. Oh, I'm going to lose some clients. Let's go. Okay. It's okay. You should lose some clients because then you get clients, the yeah, and then you get the best ones. ones. <laughs> yeah, get better ones, right? <laughs> so that's my that's my idea. Oh, by the way, another thing too, when you put on your Instagram, um, not taking new clients, it feels a little elitist. Elite. Yeah, like you're just being a little snobby a little bit. And I know that works for some brands out there, being snobby and Even- walking into the store at Rodeo's normal. Yeah. Even if you're the nicest person, it still communicates that you're kind of like above it. Yeah. And it also, because what happens, what happens if you lose like five or 10 clients all of a sudden? Yeah. And it, it happens. People get it pregnant. It happens. Attrition. They, yeah. People move, move away. They Financial you know, hardship. Um, and it, it's going to happen. They might develop an allergy, something like that. It's going to happen to the people that you love the most. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then all those people that once looked at your page... And it said not accepting new clients. Guess what? They're never going to go look your yeah. page again. Not going to look. Or you're now going to be faced with a dilemma like, do I put now accepting new clients, which feels a little humbling? Like yeah. Then it feels like you're taking a step back, which, you know, maybe isn't true. But yeah. like, it's just awkward all around. Yeah. Just an awkward thing, a place to put yourself. So if you're doing that, I think that's a mistake. I think take that off your Instagram. Always be taking new clients. And then as soon as you're booked out, raise your prices and then do it again. You'll... Do it in six months, hopefully, if you're growing on a regular basis. So yeah. that's mine. That's my whole well, thing. Well, here's the thing. If any of you disagree, you can <laughs> write let us me. know. Let us know. Yeah, <laughs> we want to hear. Yeah, it. yeah. We hear why you did yeah. it and if it's working for you. Yeah, yeah. Tell me, like, uh, I have raised my price 18 times and I still say I don't take new clients. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, then I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah. So we're talking about things that are mistakes. Yeah. Right. Mistakes. Okay. What's a mistake that you've seen? So on, I want to talk about um, a design. Um, do and don't. And I have to preface this by saying that um, this isn't like a, a specific hard, hard and fast rule. Um, if There are times when it is okay to do what I'm going to say that I don't think you should do. And that is when people put the maximum length um, on the very top row. So, you know, we have rows of lashes, right? The bot- what? <laughs> well, what? The, the bottom row is the, the row that is closest to the client's eyeball, right? Mm-hmm. And the top row is the row that's closest to her eyebrow. Well, some, some trainers will specifically say, and I'm not challenging them and say you're wrong here. If you put the length on the very top row, um, like if you're going for a strip lash look, that's appropriate. But just in general, what I've seen... Because you're talking about wear is what really yes, one of our highest values. Wear, yes. So longevity. my biggest value is longevity. It, it just, it blends more seamlessly if the top row is a little bit shorter. Okay. Because mm-hmm. what it does is it opens up the eye a little bit more. And that top row, the top row is going to be seen when somebody is standing in front of the client looking directly at her face. And that top row one was going to stick straight up. And it's just going to be that that top row there. It, it, the thing is, is that it, it's a dead giveaway that you've got extensions and it's it, it can sometimes look 
a key that you've got um, extensions on. Mm-hmm. So if you want it to be it's a little a tell. Bit, yeah, it's a tell. There you go. If you <laughs> want it to be a little bit more subtle, always work for that top row to be a little bit shorter because even if it, if it, no matter what, if it if it's short and even if it's twisting to the side, but it's shorter than the the next row, it's the eye is it's not going to jump out at yeah. the at the viewer, right? I don't know. Is that clear? No, that is. I if you've listened, if you're a lash cast um, diehard, yes, yeah, yeah. Um, you've probably heard me say I call those lashes alfalfa lashes because mm-hmm. they remind me of alfalfa from, from the little, little rascals. rascals and his little like boing on yes. the back of his exactly. head. Exactly, it is. Yes. It's, it's like alfalfa. <laughs> the other thing is is that um, the you can get away with putting a lot of length on the top row if the client's anatomy. If she if she doesn't need as much dimension, somebody who needs a lot of dimension is somebody whose lashes go straight down. So like your Asian clients, you know that when you're looking at them, you're seeing the belly of the lash, their natural lash, because the tips are pointing straight down. Um, if the lashes go straight out or up already, she doesn't need a lot of, as much dimension, and you can put a, a longer lash on that top row, but. Just as a as a rule, if you can avoid that, it makes the work look a lot more subtle when the length is not on the top row, unless yeah. that's something specific you're going for. I think what we should do is come up with another section of our show where it goes lash foul, and then lash you share, <laughs> and then you share something like that. I think oh, that would be okay. really cool. Right. I like talking about design. We used to talk about it a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's because I I don't know anything about it, so I like, feel like I'm the loser in the corner when you guys talk about <laughs> oh, lashes. <laughs> you'll be relegated to sound effects. Okay. I'll just do lash foul. And then you guys right. go on, and I'll just be the sound effects guy. Okay, kind of like old that. radio, which no one knows anything about, which I'm not uh, referring to. Can't do a horse? <laughs> yeah, you have to do it near the microphone, oh. by the way. You have to make this sound. Okay, no, can I, come here. What? <laughs> come here? What? <laughs> Tusha slapping my hands right now. That's which, really lame. That's, that's I a, need some coconuts. You need some coconuts. There you go. <laughs> Howdy. <laughs> so dumb. All right, Erica and her sound effects. Yes. Whoa, Nelly. Oh, get off my horse. Okay. All right. So, theater of the mind. That's why radio is so cool, guys. That's why I love um, well podcasts or theater of the mind in podcasting. Mm-hmm. All right, Erica, you must have one. I've given you all this time, and you have a cheat sheet in front of you. You need I it. Do have a cheat sheet. <laughs> um, I want to talk about this one because it is something that I will be very intentional about when I move. Yes. And that is um, targeting people like you rather than a higher-end clientele. Mm-hmm. Oh. So that's something that... Um, you so know. you're saying you should target people like you? No, I'm oh, saying you other. shouldn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's something I feel like, you know, we see a lot of in the industry. Um, and it's not always... I don't even say it's not always. It's just not the best thing to do if you are wanting a clientele that you can depend on mm-hmm. um, that isn't going to drop like flies and when, especially when if the coming recession hits, especially eventually. if a recession hits, which is inevitable at this point. Yeah. Um, it could happen tomorrow. It could happen two years. It's going to happen. Yep. Um, and I know you said we're going to talk sometime more about that. So we don't have to be so afraid. Yep. One of the ways not to be so afraid is to go after a higher end clientele because Absolutely. they're almost recession proof. Yep. People with more of an expendable income where, you know, if, if a recession happens, um, or, you know, just not as like budget conscious, mm-hmm. um, that's your idea. That should be the ideal for all of us. Yeah. 
When I first started, and I didn't know anything, I, I gravitated towards people who were like me in the same life stage. That's natural, though. Like, yeah. that, that, it makes sense. That's what I do. <laughs> I gravitate to guys and doing lashes all the time. Me and Jamie, butts forever. That's right. <laughs> I... I I liked talking to, to, to younger girls. Uh, it just, it was more like a friend That would sound thing. bad. I like talking to younger boys. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would. I'm trying to get an idea I'm out sorry, here, okay? I'm sorry. <laughs> so, you know, it's really easy to, to relate. You're, you kind of are, are wowed by the same kind of things. And uh, a younger person's anatomy is super easy to do. Almost they always. Have beautiful lashes. Yeah. They're not intimidating to talk to. No. Yeah. And they don't need subtlety. They don't want subtlety. They want mm-hmm. big lashes. And even if you don't know how to do subtlety and you didn't do big lashes on a young person, no matter what, it always looks good. Yeah. But as after I started working for a while, I began to realize that the people that were my bread and butter, the people that never moved and canceled, the people that were like clockwork, were the older women, people who had careers, people that, you know, they depended on uh, looking a certain way. Professionals, their, right? Yeah, for their for their career. And the and the, the girls that were my age were a lot more flaky, kind of like I was at the time. Yeah. So when, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I'm sure you looked at them and, and probably thought, what what does my older clientele have? And that's stability. Yeah. And then you can go after that in any demographic because yep. there's stability in like, you know, 30s and 40s. You just have to know who they are. Right, mm-hmm. and there's an exchange uh, when you're do- doing with an older clientele. And the exchange is, it's kind of like with hair, okay? When you're a hairdresser, you want to do all the extreme things that you see, all the wild colors and the funky haircuts and the stuff that's in the magazines and the stuff that's on the, uh, on the, on the stage. But your older clientele doesn't want that. She's, she's already established she does not need purple hair. Nothing wrong <laughs> with purple hair, but you don't see many in, in the law uh, in, in and the, in the clerks of the office wearing purple hair. Those older uh, women tend to do stuff that's quote-unquote more boring, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not as exciting that's or challenging stable. professionally. So with lashes, you're going to have less of that dramatic stuff, stuff that you're seeing, all that gorgeous work on Instagram. And Which is models, by the way. Right? Yes, yeah, exactly. And taking classes from people. Five-hour like, appointments. Yeah. yeah, the stuff that we learn and then we get all excited about because it's out of the ordinary that what we have to do every day, right? Stuff that we're like, oh, I wish I can't wait to try that. Not everybody's a candidate for that, right? The older clientele does not usually, now there are exceptions, but in our opinion, it's generally somebody who wants subtlety nuance they don't want to be called out that they have they want to look more attractive for sure but they don't want people going across the room oh my gosh mrs jones you've got fake lashes and you know she's maybe entertaining a client and it's it's mortifying to her right i did i never thought of that when i was younger thinking oh my gosh that would really be embarrassing if you were out with uh, a client um you know not a client like a like our business but business business. yeah yeah like a contract or something like that um, so there's a there's an exchange. You're going to be doing a little bit less dramatic, maybe less exciting work. But if you can channel your mind to see it not boring, but to really delve into um, better customer service, challenge yourself to give this client more retention. Make yourself stand up. Because the thing is, is that everybody can do big lashes. We all know how to do that. She can get that on every corner. The subtlety and the customer service is something that are unicorns. They're more unique. And if you can double down on those strengths, you will be able to retain and attract more upscale clientele. Mm -hmm. So who are the ideal higher-end clientele to go after. Let's give some examples. Yeah. So attorneys. 
people who are working for the city attorney or the district attorney. Um, any any attorney other than the attorney who's, you know, yeah, in our any, lawsuit. Yeah, <laughs> any, any attorneys are fabulous. Let's yeah. see. Professionals, um, nurses. We've doctors, found nurses and doctors, doctors are amazing. Doctors are fantastic. Yeah. Cosmetic doctors, dentists, anybody that's professional. Small um, business owners. Real mm-hmm. estate. CEOs or um, yes. high-level executives. Yeah. Pharmacists. Yeah, pharmacists. We have For a lot us, of pharmacists. Producers. Producers. Like TV. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of producers. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. We have people in the business. So, because that's you want those people because they're the ones again when the hard times come, they're still going to be here. We built Integrity Lash in the middle of the Great Recession. There was like that's like the worst time to start a small business when everyone else is closing their businesses and we were going and we were growing. And that's because Tusney slowly evolved and began to realize who her real ideal client was and was able to really leverage that by attracting more people like that. And the business continued to grow. And that's kind of what happened when, you know, when everyone here came, we just continued to attract those type of clients, but that was intentional. That wasn't accidental. We didn't just by chance have those type of clients. We began to realize we have to raise prices and we need to really refer, get referrals from those type of clients and, and then they mm-hmm. stayed and then the flaky ones they come and go and they're like bonus money right oh mm-hmm. cool what's her yeah. name the 21 year old is back from school for the summer and she's going to do a couple class or lashes for her you know concert series that she's going to go to but you don't count on those people because they come and go come mm-hmm. and go so um, we had really good luck with uh, nursing. Nursing is because they work long hours, and yeah. a lot of times there's a lot of restrictions on the kind of makeup they can wear. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're not even allowed to wear makeup at all, yeah. although eyelashes are okay. They can't even wear acrylic nails or even gel nails in some, some places. So the thing is, is if you get one nurse, usually she she's works with a, an, an, another group that's all in like the same department, and, mm-hmm. and she will tell other people. Another one is like again, like a city attorney's office. They'll all come to, they'll all come to you when, when one tries it and they love it. Yeah, good, good deal. Well, I think that's good. All right, I think that's we're gonna call that an episode because hey, it's guys, a mini, it's a mini, mini one. Episode. It's still long, actually. It's almost a half hour, but that's okay <laughs> for us. That's a mini, and it's I think that's we're gonna try to do these once in a while, mix these in with the longer episodes, and do some talks we on. Didn't even get one dumb dad joke in. I did do some funny ones. Did you about talking to little voice? <laughs> I don't all know right. if that's a dad joke. That's just me being a pervert joke. I guess. Okay, that's all right. Uh, okay, yeah. But anyhow, so I think that's good, guys. Thank you so much for today, and we will do this again soon. Okay, that wraps up our roundtable discussion. Hopefully, you're listening right now, and you're going, know what? I don't do any of that stuff. I'm actually better than you guys. So that's okay. That's great. If you didn't need any of that, good for you. But those of you who maybe were challenged or like, hmm, maybe I didn't think of that. Hopefully that was helpful. And now on to the next section where we answer your questions. We had a listener submit a question via email. She didn't want to do it via audio because she wanted to remain anonymous. So here is that question. We're here with our next episode of Ask Lash Cast, or otherwise known as Ask Lash Cash. <laughs> yeah, anyhow, it's it's trying to say it fast. You can't say it you fast. Can't. It's Ask, Ask Lash, Lash Cash. Cast. So this segment is where we answer your questions, and we did this time. We're going to switch it up. We're not going to do the audio. Instead, just read the question. I have an email. Just read it. 
And here's the question. This is from someone who said she wanted to remain anonymous. Good for her. Hey, guys, I work for a franchise, so I'd like to remain this question to remain anonymous. Mm-hmm. What would you do if a client had a reaction a few days after their service? I see a lot of girls on Facebook posting about this. It seems to be split in half. Either half, half give them a refund of the service or tell them that there's nothing they can do or no refund will be given. What is your take on this? Why or why not should the last artist be held responsible for a client having a reaction to the service? Would you take the loss and offer a refund or would you rectify the situation in another way? Very good question. And it's a, it's a really, really good one. So we, I do not think that you should, uh, that you are responsible for any reaction that the client will have. Because first of all, you don't know if they're going to have it or not, right? But you are 100% responsible for informing that client of the potential risks and the risks of what can possibly happen and if something does happen, what she can do about it, right? You are responsible for that. So it's about managing expectations. So without fail, every new client that comes through the door we sit down and we have a consultation. It doesn't matter if they're late and you only have a certain number, a certain amount of time to get to the appointment. You do not skimp on this part. Or they've had lashes at other salons for a long time. It doesn't matter because you don't know how they did it and you don't know what they think. And the allergy can, we've seen the allergies come up a year, two, three years later too. So it doesn't matter how long they've had lashes. But generally... It is after your third exposure. Just briefly, um, we talk about this on other podcasts, but 5% of the population has an allergy to the cyanoacrylate. Okay, we typically it's after your third exposure. So we're not going to know if you actually are allergic until your third exposure. Okay, if you are allergic, and it could be years in in between those those two three appointments, three yeah. appointments. Okay. If they have it the day after the appointment, 24 hours, not 36, not 48, it's 24 hours. Or even a little less, sometimes or 18 or something less. like that. Yeah, but it's it's not three days later, okay? If it's three days later, something it's else something is going on. else, which yeah. it could possibly be an infection, okay? Basically, a contact dermatitis is immediately 24 hours after a, a bacterial infection, which in my opinion is a little bit more rare. Um, that happens between 48 and 72 hours yeah. afterwards. So if someone's saying three days later, their eyes are puffy or something's wrong, that's probably more likely a bacterial infection and they should go see a doctor. Well, I don't want to say it's a bacterial infection. Yeah. It just, it all depends. If they've got puffiness or something happening on their eye and it goes away completely, that's not a bacterial infection. Yeah. A bacterial infection will require medical inv- intervention. It will require antibiotics. So, so two goes, to three days. Just yeah. say, any, it happens beyond that 24-hour window. There's something else going on besides the, the allergic reaction. We'd never have seen someone in 15 or 14, 15 years where they had an allergic reaction three days after the, yeah. birth, the appointment. Yeah. Okay, so this is what you're going to do. It's not going to change what you tell the client, but you're going to you're going to have this conversation with them. You're going to say, if you are allergic, we're, we're just not going to know until your third exposure. And then you're going to tell them what to expect. So 24 hours after, you wake up, you look in the mirror, both eyes are swollen, okay? More than crying all night. And um, they're puffy. If that's you, you, it's a very easy fix, but you have to see a doctor. And you're going to, it can be any doctor, but you're going to tell the doctor two things, okay? You're going to say, doctor, I may have, the first thing is contact dermatitis. 
And the second thing is I need a script for dexamethasone, which is a steroid that's safe for the eyes, okay? It won't cause cataracts, whereas an over-the-counter hydrocortisone will. They put that dexamethasone on and it'll take that inflammation away. They'll only have to use it one or two days and it'll completely go. And they, then they can continue to get the lashes done. Yeah. Just um, put that on afterwards, okay? So here it is. So you tell them this information and you say, so then they have the choice. Do you want to have the service done? Because let's say they're saying, oh, I'm going to get married tomorrow or I'm flying out to Peru tomorrow. Do I want to take that chance? Then it's up to her if she wants to do it or not, okay? Hopefully, if it's a wedding situation, it's it's in a couple of days. So if she does, she can yeah. go. We, by the way, we always suggested five days out minimum mm-hmm. for lashes. We would if never... You were, if you were unsure. Yeah, we right? would never do it a day or two before, almost 100%. We just really strongly encourage yeah. people. Also gives you a chance to fix the lashes if they're not quite what they like. Maybe they want more, they want less. Then you say, come back, we'll fix it for you. Because it's a wedding. So we would really go the extra mile and take care yeah. of them. But you don't, you don't, so you tell them what an allergic reaction is, what it looks like and what they can do and their odds of getting it. It is 5%. Okay. You're going to give them that information. You get their consent to do the service. If they do have the service, they're not looking to you like you have done something wrong. You've still invested your time and they took that risk getting the service done. There is no, there is no uh, wrongdoing on your part. They chose to have this done. Um, Of course, you treat them with compassion, and if they call in a panic, you're going to walk them through it. But generally, if you have this conversation, they're not going to be in a panic. They wake up the next morning, they're like, oh, shoot, it happened to me. What do I have to do? Okay, so I'm going to call this place. You know, and ideally, you'll have a relationship already worked out with your local optometrist or ophthalmologist, and you'll have some place that you can send somebody, you know, send them to that that knows your work and knows that's not going to be undermining you, that kind of thing. So in a nutshell, the answer is no, you don't take responsibility for that. You don't um, give them their money back. Yeah, as um, long as you're upfront about it and clear, have yeah. the boundary there, then it happens. That's fine. And also, I think the big thing with people need to understand that if they have the allergy and the lashes, you know, it all gets all crazy and puffy. You shouldn't remove the lashes anyways. It doesn't change the allergy. The allergy is going to stay there even after you remove the lashes because the allergic reaction happened when you were applying the glue right? In that point. So some people are thinking, oh, I need to get these off now. I don't want to pay for it. It's yeah. like, no, you can yeah. keep them. If you remove them with the solvent, you need to warn them you are going to be more red and yeah. irritated than you first came in here because you're allergic to that solvent. And I'm going to put that all over your eyes right now. I mean, the best way that they can keep the lashes is just to get that dexamethasone. Okay, so here's the thing. If they didn't, if they had the luxury of letting this uh, wear itself out, between seven and 10 days later, there would be no more inflammation. There would be no more swelling. And they would still have the lashes there. So they're not allergic to the cyanoarclet adhesive. It is the byproduct. It is the residue of the solvent that is what they're allergic to, okay? And it's also, after even after a few days, it's noticeably usually calmer than it was. Like, you know, you're going to only have a few days where it's going to be really an issue. And by the fourth, fifth, sixth day, it continues to subside. So again... 
maybe a few days, you'll have puffy eyes. You're going to have them anyways, with or without the lashes. So why not just keep the lashes, let your eyes calm down. And if you decide not to continue because you don't want to do with the medication, that's fine. But at least you're, you, there's no reason to refund them because they're keeping the lashes and they're going to at least enjoy yeah. them for the next few weeks. Tell them that this is the way that they can preserve their investment. However, you're going to have an uphill battle if they've already talked to an emergency room doctor yeah. who has said, take these antibiotics and have those things taken off. Yeah. Because they don't have the patience to, you know, fuss with what, what's going on here. The worst case scenario is that it could be an infection. Okay. So, so, so as a, to make sure they're off the hook and they're doing the right thing by the patient, they say, take them off. Right. Yep. Because that's going to, uh, but they don't, they don't need to do that. And that's, that was, um, that was what our advice has been. And it's, it's worked really well. So make sure you have a good consultation. Yeah. And if you have, if you don't have one or if you're doing a really short one, then I know it's one of our episodes where we talk about allergies. Yeah. I think it's early, one of our early episodes. Go back and listen to that one and you'll hear a breakdown in great detail right. on what to do. Also on our Facebook page, we actually have yeah. that resource available, which is a document that you can even take to a doctor that you're yeah. going to um, PDF. partner with and say, this is my protocol. Um, this is how I deal with this situation. I, I have the op- I have the need to send people who are allergic to somebody. Would would you be interested in being that referral? So hopefully you can you know send send business that way. But that information is available on on the website. It's a private group in Facebook called Lashcast Podcast. You have to invite your or be or invite or ask to get in. Can't talk all of a sudden and say hey I'd like to get in and you respond to a few questions and then I will I usually once or day or so I'll go on check and see who's asked to get in and I'll accept okay. you and you can get the PDF there. All right. Just a little caveat. It is really important that you say the words just the way I said it on on this this podcast. Slash cast? Uh, yeah, yeah, well th- sometimes when we were training in, in, in the salon before I'd worked out this this, this system very well, we would go over it, and, and oftentimes the staff would have an idea of it, but they wouldn't know exactly yeah. verbatim what to say. So oftentimes they would say, okay, so on your third time, you're going to get an infection, and then you got to go to the doctor, and then the client would be like, wait a minute, I'm going to get an infection on my third time? No, they're saying infection in lieu of a reaction. Oh, you're going to get a reaction? Oh, you mean it's guaranteed? No, yeah. no. It's, so you have to say it exactly like this. We have to talk about the risk of developing an allergy. 5% of the population is allergic. If you are allergic, it's going to present after the third exposure, okay? So make sure that you're saying the right thing so that you're communicating professionally. Yeah, okay? definitely. So good luck with that. You might want to talk to the owners of the, you know, and propose. Say, I'd like to, this is what I suggest that we do for every new client. So that's coming from them, yeah. corporate, you know. Yeah, from corporate. Have them listen to our podcast. And yeah. Well, they'll learn from us a little bit. We'll Some of you. our things. We'll yeah, we're here you, to help. Girl. Good for you. That's a way to make a difference. I can already tell that you really care about your clients and your business because you've taken the time to uh, engage with us. So thank you. Time. Well, that wraps up our episode of Lash Ca- Ask Lashcast. Ask Lashcast. All right. Thank you. That wraps up this show. Thank you so much for listening. I want to please ask you to follow us on Instagram at Lashcast Podcast. Remember to subscribe, share, and review. We love reading reviews. In fact, anyone in podcasting, that's kind of like the drug that we live for, by the way. So if you could write us a review, that would be awesome. We'd really appreciate it. On behalf of our Lash experts, Eric and Tusney, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing. And remember, you have a friend in the lash industry.